Hello and welcome to Sober Town. This is King 13 joining you today on the train and we are going to ride into the wonderful world of sobriety. And I just want to give a shout out, guys, whilst you're here and after you've listened to our wonderful podcast that we're going to um, present to you today, we are a one-stop shop for all things to do with sobriety here at SoberTownPodcast.com. We have like sober tools, we have inspirational resources, we've got um, your body on booze, we've got a lot of brave stories, book reviews and um, everything else that can help you stay sober. And also there's a link there where um, myself and all the contributors from uh, Sobertown actually belong to an app called I Am Sober. And there's also a link that is there on SoberDownPodcast.com. You can join, you can make an account, make friends, post, comment and get support. So please, if you are thinking about not drinking or you've given up, join I Am Sober and, yeah, make some new friends. Speaking of friends, I met these guys on I Am Sober just over maybe a year ago now and they're kind of an original group of which I belong to called the Sober Warriors. And when I started, they I, grew, I joined this group and they were talking about this thing like, you know, hey, it's a, left, it's a lifestyle, not a death sentence. And I thought, what a great topic. So today I have invited three of my three of my guests who have much experience and have been around for a little while. And I'm going to introduce the ladies first. First I have with the wonderful little dog in her arms who's called what's your puppy's name? The dog or me? The, the dog. <laughs> ah, oh, the dog is Lily. <laughs> and you are Rags. Rags. Yep. Hello. So I've got Rags with me today and Lee and also got Leslie, how are you, darling? No more whining. Okay. All good. I just I just said names then. It's all good. Is it? Okay. Sometimes anonymity, anon, what is it? Anonymity is really important. But for us, oh well, we're out and proud. And then Lilo, Lee, how are you going? Hi Abs. Good to be here. Yes, it is. All right. So, guys, kick it off. We thought it is a lifestyle. It's not a death sentence because when I first started out and I thought I'm going to give up drinking, I just laughed and thought, how? I can't give up drinking. For me, it was a death sentence. What about you guys? Until I learned better. Go ahead, Lilo. I think this was uh, like uh, for a lifestyle choice for me or us. Um, it just came about, like, I just said some, I, I, I don't know if it was me originally, but lifestyle choice just sort of fit, fit it into what it meant to me. So whenever I was thinking of alcohol, I didn't want alcohol to be the number one thing that um, was in my life. And I didn't want to make it like the, the main thing. So I said, I need a lifestyle choice. And um, I was about everything, but I didn't know how to give up alcohol. So joining IAS and meeting all these wonderful people, I had a support system there. And then I guess I, I actually thought about this today. I Looking back from two, 2018, whenever I joined, um, whenever I look back on <laughs> the start of my journey and the amount of times I reset, I realized today that it's... I was only just beginning to realize how bad things were. And I I didn't realize that the first few months, like every time I had a reset or setback, whatever you might call it, I didn't realize that that was the start of me actually admitting to myself that I had a bigger problem than what I thought. You know, we, we sort of tend to say like, you know, oh, like over the amount of years that I've drank, like 30 something years, uh, I'd always say like, was it, was it always bad? I always convinced myself like, you know, it always sort of pulled me back in. So I said, right, okay, I'm addicted to this. So I need to change. And then a lifestyle choice was, I have to change everything. And not like, not that my life was bad. I just had really, really rough moments, but I just thought I need to be happier and I want to have a lifestyle that suits. So that made sense to me. And then whenever the death sentence thing came along, I was like, 
I have, I have died so many times <laughs> whenever I've had a hangover. I've talked into that big white porcelain <laughs> uh, god up there for many, many times. So, um, yeah, I just made, it just made sense to me. So, uh, well, actually, Lee, you're the one that really opened my eyes to that because I was really, and I had said this to Deb quite a few times that I I was just stuck in this really huge self-pity party that I just felt like, well, why do I have to be sober? Like I, I, I felt bad. Like I felt like, geez, I, you know, I don't have a problem saying I'm an alcoholic or an ex addict or whatever it is. I did doesn't bother me. Um, but I just, I felt so left out of my own life. You know, my kids would be out there swimming around and the pool. And then I had to go and get drinks for everyone that was at my house swimming and everyone was drinking and everyone was having fun. And I was just like feeling like, well, what, what about me? Like, what is, this isn't fun. Like, I feel like, like an alien, you know, like I felt very sorry for myself. And when I got stuck in that self pity world, it was hard to get out of. And then I started, you know, getting closer on IES and chatting with, with you guys and feeling like, you know what, this is, this doesn't have to be so depressing. This is a good thing. You know, then I started feeling like, well, he's so funny and I need to laugh and I need to have fun and I love to have fun. And I, and I used to think I needed alcohol to do that. Um, and then I started realizing that, well, Jesus, I am having fun and this is awesome. This is great. And then I started feeling like, well, this is a really good thing, you know? So instead of making it seem like I was putting myself on death row and it was the end of my life. And the worst thing in the world for me was thinking that, oh, my kids are going to get married and I can't drink at my own kid's wedding. Like, why is that important? I don't know. But it was, for whatever reason, made me feel like I was, you know, an outsider in my own life. So when I started to laugh again with you guys, it made me realize, you know, it's fun. So it's not a death sentence. It's a, I said life sentence. Because to me, it sounded like a fun oxymoron because death sentence, no, a life sentence because life is wonderful and this is a wonderful choice to make in life. Um, and then Lila's like, no, no. Yeah, I think it should be lifestyle choice. <laughs> so he took my phrase and he said, no, this lifestyle choice. Life sentence, that's two sentences in one sentence. So no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew I stole it off someday. I knew I stole oh, it. Oh, yeah, you knew it was me, pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and here it starts. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> no more whining. <laughs> um, I think it's normal in the beginning when you first quit to feel like you're deprived um, and to feel like it's a death sentence. I know I felt like that, but it's kind of funny because when you, when you have a little sober time and you look back, <laughs> you, you think about what it actually was like. I mean, for me, I was a binge drinker and so I never drink normally and it was always horrible. Um, so why am I feeling deprived of something that made my life horrible? Um, but like anything, it had become a habit in my life. And, um, when you strip things away that you're used to, it's hard, it's really hard. And you do feel like, like rag said, like uh, special events and weddings and, graduations and all that, you feel like, how am I going to get through this without, or why can't I, you feel sorry for yourself. Why can't I just cut loose and have fun like everyone else? And I've just come to terms with the fact that because I can't drink like everyone else. Um, I mean, I know so many people who can have one glass of wine and then have a cup of tea after and be fine and noise the shit out of me because I want the whole bottle and then another one. Um, so it's just not something that I can do anymore. It's not who I am anymore. And um, I definitely like lifestyle choice better because when I think of life sentence, I think <clears> of life, life in prison <laughs> and <laughs> um, I'm definitely free of prison. Um, I was in a prison. I was in a life sentence when I was drinking, headed for death row. <laughs> so um, I like I like um, this lifestyle that I've chosen. Is it always easy and sunny and um, great? No, um, I have lots of moments where I want to drink, but but it's just constantly reminding yourself and retraining your brain that no, that's not. I can't go there anymore. No, and that's it. Go on. Sorry, go ahead, Debs. When I said oh. life 
uh, sentence and in the, the sense of like, if you think of it like a life sentence, like in a negative way, like, oh, that's a life sentence in prison. It's a life sentence. What I meant was like, it's a sentence of life. It's, it's a life sentence. Like life is so great. It's a great thing. It's a, it's a, it's a sentence to live, to be happy, to like, you know what I'm saying? So that's the way I heard it. But then I hear it again, the way you're saying, I'm like, oh yeah, it sounds like, you know, you're in hell. <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> I am that person that you hate that can just have one, one glass of wine and have tea, like, uh, you know, like other people, but I need it every day and I don't want it every day. And I was relying on it to, for everything, for every problem I had. And every time you come home, that's like the typical thing. Like my parents grew up that way. You know, they came home, they had a drink after work. That's what they did. That's what they always did. So that was normal to me. Um, You know, and I didn't realize how abnormal it was until I was doing it myself, you know, so go ahead, Deb. Sorry. I- no, 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 no. That's fine. You know, Lalo brought up a good point um, in saying that we forget. Um, and I always say, you know, on the tip of if I ever get triggered or whatever, it is a healthy reminder to go back to the day before I actually gave up on where I was. Because like you guys said, I remember sitting there even a few days beforehand thinking, I can't get off this fucking hamster wheel. And I could see me going around and every day just getting to that pivotal point of at the fridge, don't do it. And I'm next minute, I'm in the chair with the bottle in my hand. I couldn't break that cycle come hell or high water. And it was, I was so lonely that that was my best friend and I didn't care. It was my death sentence and I had made peace with that. And it's funny how with the mind you can, you can switch it to whatever you want to believe. You really can. You tell yourself something long enough, it becomes part of you. So I had come to the point where, yep, alone, here, away from home, friends, everything, been through a huge amount of loss, this is how I'm going to die. Then when I got sober and I started to feel again, I remember thinking, this is normal. It was so different. And it puts me back to what Lilo said. I did not realize how bad I was. Everyone else around me, I know now, looking back, I could see their reaction and why they were the way they were to me. Um, just very cautious, very worried, very concerned. But I was blowing it off like everybody else. Oh, I've always been like this. Oh, I'm just, oh, you know how it goes. We can always find an excuse. So I think that's a really, really good point. My lifestyle today has not changed. I had the lifestyle. I just don't hold wine in my hand all the time. So it's so possible. You don't have to change everything about your life, guys. You know, they say get new interests again. You know, start doing what you used to do. Enjoy what you used to do. You're going to have so much time on your hands, which I did, that I had to, I started knitting. I'm still knitting. I'm on my seventh scarf. I stopped it for six months. I've started again because I'm finding that my hands are getting itchy and I need to do something. So, you know, it's not, definitely not. It's it's living. I wasn't living. We were existing. I think I was anyway in the end. It was fun for 20, 20 30 years. Just the last 10 wasn't so fun. But then, again, gets back to circumstances and things that happen in your life, right? But I know that I would handle them a lot differently sober. Whenever you say it like that and whenever we are just having, I like this sort of general chat about it because you don't really know what anybody's going to say. But for me, listen to you three, I realise whenever I say a lifestyle choice, uh, for me, it is all the things that are in my life that are simple, you know, that make a big impact to me. And so for me, whenever I was trying to get sober, which I am now, thankfully, uh, and I've said this before, so for all the listeners out there, please forgive me. I know there's 15 million followers that listen to me. (laughs) Just for you, yeah. (laughs) So, um, but I I did, uh, I I said to myself, like, I'm going to do this for the kids. You know, I'm going to give up for the kids. And I couldn't do it. And it was so, so heartbreaking. It was like just tearing at my heartstrings. And I was just like, why can I not even do this? Because you hear so many people and they say, okay, I'm going to do this for, for whoever. And they can't do it. And they beat themselves up so much. 
and it becomes an even bigger problem. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm letting everybody down and everything's so negative. And um, looking back, whenever I promised and things, I was like, I just have to do this for me. And once I realized I could get a certain length of time, that will have so hard. And, you know, if I didn't have the support of you people, I'm not sure I would be here, you know? And I, I'm really, really thankful and then there's the other part where I'm really proud of myself for where I'm at today because I did do it for my kids eventually, and but I had to do it for me first. And then doing it with friends, and then whenever we say lifestyle choice, like for one example, so if I read a book and Leslie says to me, oh, here's a, here's a really, really cool book, or Tracy said to me, this is what I'm reading at the minute, or you, Debs, it, it becomes a personal thing where people that you're sharing um, your journey with, you you read a book together and you go, okay, I really enjoyed that because it, it, it didn't just mean something to me, but it meant something to my friends. And then you talk about it. And th- that escape for me into a book, like that was what I'd done with alcohol. I was just escaping to the bottom of a bottle and, I was the same as Leslie. I was a binge drinker. I was awful. I just drank to get fucked up. And I don't miss it now at all. And that just takes it takes time. And whenever I say lifestyle choice now, it's the small things. It's the little things like taking my dog for a walk. That is so simple. It sounds so bloody simple. Just get a lead in your dog, go outside and get some fresh air. Now, whenever I walk my dog, I'm sober, but I am embracing every single thing that's outside. You know, I don't care if it's raining, if it's sunny, if it's snowing. I don't care. I'm outside and I, I'm, it's, it's like a buzz for me. It's like, it's not a chore. I'm like, I'm doing something so simple. I come home, I pick up a book. I have more time for my kids. I have more time for my wife. The last year itself has been amazing for me has really blown my mind and I I know I'm coming up to two years and I don't really make big deals about milestones but uh, the one thing I would have said was like the first year I didn't get to do everything the first time because of COVID and you know flying like I hadn't been on a plane and I didn't know what I was going to be like whenever I was at the airport bar and I could not wait to get a coffee and that was one thing that was on my bucket list I was like I want to get a coffee we were all drinking the same coffees and I took a picture of it and I posted it. I was like, yay, look at me. I've got a coffee. And like, if you'd have said to me a couple of three years ago, you're going to be excited getting a coffee in an Irish bar flying to London. I'd have said, kiss my ass. No chance. There is no way. And I, I done it. And I I was really excited. I love my coffee. I got onto the plane and that, that was another tick. And now I want to do more, but the goals have to be achievable. There's no point in me setting goals that are just ridiculous just for the sake of setting them. So I set small goals and try and do them. So, Yeah, and look, I really admire Rags. Like, talk about you. For those of you, she's in Florida near all the theme parks. You can guess where she is. But you're always out doing something with the children now. Like, the difference, I mean... And I'm going to um, add something into this podcast at the end, people. Rags's son actually said something off the cuff today. And I went back to Rags and I said, can you please ask Luke to, to actually um, say that again and record it? And he did. It was incredible, wasn't it? But you now with your children, I mean, God, every time you post photos, you're at a different theme park. So, I mean, you know, life certainly changed in the Rags household, right? Do you spend more time well, there now? You, you know what? It's, it's, it's interesting because I'm listening to you say that and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, my, my life did not change very much. Mm. We were always that way. So, we always were out and about. We always, and I think it was harder for me to do that. Like, I remember I used to, my, my husband would go to the car and I'd be like, okay, I'll be right there. I'll shut, shut everything up. And I knew what I was going to do because I was going to go to the closet and I was going to take like vodka or rum or something and get some shots in there because I was going to go and spend the rest of the day at the theme park, which is so disgusting. 
But then I was like, but then I'm like hyper and happy and excited and like I'm the fun mom, you know? Um, so I would do that and we'd head out, but we were always, we're always out and about and that hasn't changed, but it's been really hard to, to go out and then go to dinner or go even to theme parks and everything revolves around alcohol these days, you know, like universal, it's Mardi Gras and everyone's, you know, doing the drinks and, you know, every, every restaurant, the, the first thing you see is the drink menu, you know, and you just sort of feel like, gosh, you know, but when I heard, and I don't mind saying his name and he won't mind saying his name. So when Luke, um, when he shared that this morning, which you'll hear, it just, it really, it delighted me because it made me feel like, you know, what I'm doing is, I, I never think about it affecting them very much. Um, but I see that it does because when he says something like that and it just took me off guard, I was like, wow, that was, that was beautiful. It, it made me feel like, okay, well, I'm a leader here and I'm, you know, paving a path in his mind that maybe he'll remember when the choices come for him, you know, later in life. It was so crystal clear, his thoughts, the way he presented his thoughts of alcohol were just mind-blowing. It was just incredible. And, and you will carry that message, I can assure you. Let's move on. You guys with your kids, how have your relationships changed? Because like you, my life, I don't have children here, so my life really hasn't changed much. What about you guys? No more whining, Lilo? Um, I was going to comment too. It kind of has to do with both what Rags was just talking about and then, and Lilo, um, and the kid thing. Um, I, I sort of disagree with what you, both you ladies said, my lifestyle has completely changed. It, it looks completely different. And I think that's just because we all, we all drank in different ways. And for me, it was like, it, it consumed my day. So toward the end of my drinking, I mean, I was putting whiskey in my coffee in the morning. Um, I was driving my kids drunk. I was, um, I mean, I would clean out the beer fridge late at night after my husband had gone to bed. And then I'd have to run a liquor store early in the morning to replace it before he could find out that I had drank all of his beer. Um, just like it, it consumed my day. Like uh, all I thought about was how I was going to drink, how I was going to hide it. Uh, what I was going to do with the empty bottles, like it just consumed my life. Um, and then the shame that, that goes along with that, like, I just felt guilty and shameful constantly. And so my life look, my lifestyle looks completely different. I wasn't working at the time. I have a job now that I've been successful at. Um, I'm at all of my kids functions without a Yeti full of whatever it was that day. Um, my coffee has nothing in it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm just, I, I'm able to have conversations at 10, 11 o'clock at night with my teenagers. But, I mean, that's when they want to talk usually. And before I was, um, I was blacked out by that time every night. Um, and I, yeah, I had conversations with them, but um, I have no clue. And I also said things to them that were horrible that they, they finally opened up and told me some of the things I had said to them. And, um, I'm not living in the, in the shame of that. We've, we've worked through that and moved past it, but, um, they tell me all the time, mom, we're so happy. You're not drinking. We're so happy. You're not drinking. And even um, my husband just said the other day, I didn't realize how much it had really impacted his life. Um, we had gotten in a fight and then after we had kind of made up, he, he broke down and was like, every time we get in a fight and it's his fault, he feels like it's going to be a trigger that's going to make me want to drink. And he's like, I just, I don't know what I would do if you started drinking again. I just, I cannot go back to that. And so it just makes me realize what a different person I am. Um, it, that's hard stuff to swallow, um, realizing where you were, but it's also really great to realize how far you've come and how it's completely changed my relationships with the people in my family. So I'm very thankful for that. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Like, wow. Because I know you've got twins. Like, you, your kids are, like, how old? 17 and 19? They're like... <clears throat> my twins are 18, and then I have a 16-year-old. Off to college, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, wow. Is well, it quite the, the honesty that it's opened up about drinking with with teenagers? I mean, we have such a close uh, we talk about all of it. And I've I've hid nothing from them in my recovery. So it's just really cool because I know that they will come to me when they have issues that they'll feel because I'm not the perfect mom anymore that's hiding it all and that they don't well, I wasn't really hiding it that well. You think you're hiding it well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <But> you're not really. <laughs> no, we're invisible to ourselves. You're right. You're right. But you know the beautiful Perfection, thing? So. That you've done it now. That relationship changed right at the right time because those girls now have got their mum back and it's all about trust. Them trusting us, us trusting us. That's the big difference. Your husband knows now, oh, got my wife back, thank God. Yeah, of course he doesn't want to lose that, you know, and I think that's just fantastic because mine, I didn't hide it from, there's me and him. I was just, yep, our doors were open, <laughs> clock was on, yep, and he told me it was his fault. He told me the whiskey helped with COVID. So that was like, I didn't need an excuse, man. That was like, right, buy the whiskey. And that meant that it was okay at 8 o'clock in the morning then and 7 o'clock to drink. And I, I, I kept thinking to myself, what are you doing? And I knew I was doing it and I couldn't stop. And the frustration, the frustration of just thinking, well, that's stupid. I like I was I was having the craziest thoughts, and it was only that I got so, so pissed off. I was a terrible wife, I was a terrible partner. I was a pretty good as my husband said, you treat your friends better than you treat me. And I hate to say it, but it was true at the time. Because you take it out on those closest to you, right? Every time. And that's the that's the truth. So in that aspect, um, you know, maybe that's why he doesn't say much because he likes it way better than I don't drink too. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, he doesn't say much about the whole thing. We get excited about it for each other and that's what we're there for and it's terrific. But I think he's all, oh, he almost can't believe it himself, you know. But I was just drinking the days away. That's what I was doing. I remember sitting there thinking, oh, well, I'll just drink another couple of bottles today and we'll see what tomorrow holds. That was my life. Like, it's just so silly when there are so many people who don't have the opportunity to get up with two arms and two legs and be able to do able things every freaking day. And that's when I got mad, just wasting, you know, wasting your life. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. But, yes, today things are different. We are not the people that we were this time last year, and thank goodness for that. And it is you guys. I don't think I would be here without the close-knit of friends I've got now because this time last year I didn't know anyone very well. It was, it was really scary and sad. It was not a good place. So, people, you will find friends. Look at us. We are a prime example and we're still warriors and we're still going on. And even if you detour, it does not matter. The highway will still always be there for you to get back on and keep going and driving and cruising into the sunset. Right? And it's a total bonus. It's a friend. <laughs> Bonuses. Stay it's a total. I mean, like... Uh, I get paid for this. I don't know if Tracy and Leslie get paid, but I'm getting paid for this. Um, I, I always, I always you say get paid I, in doubloons, leprechaun. I always, I always say I get paid every time I do one of these. Um, uh, I was just going to say, like, so my kids never really seen me uh, totally out of it. That I, I, I maybe on the. I can count my left hand um, how many times, and uh, if, if they had seen me, um, that was probably maybe a family gathering or something like that, um, you know. So everybody would have been drinking anyway. So my kids would have just thought it was normal. Um, but they never seen me lying on the living room floor after polishing off three bottles of wine and I'm supposed to be looking after them. And my wife had went out for a night out and her father came and found me totally blacked out in the floor. Um, that's not, that's not something. Whenever people look at me now, they'd say, how could you do that? You're, you're a lady. They're like, you know, you, you don't do that. And I'm like, yeah, I did do that. And um, I remember hiding little bottles of, you know, the wee miniature bottles of wine around the house so that if my wife thought that I had like two bottles of wine in the fridge, I also, I also had these little miniatures, you know, up, upstairs in my bathroom 
closet somewhere and I found some of these fucking things in the most strange places because I was drunk. I didn't, I didn't know where the fuck they were. I, I couldn't find them anymore. And, you know, you, maybe like six months after quitting drinking, you went out to your shed and you find one in a bucket somewhere and you're like, what the hell was I doing out here? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's nuts when you think. But we, we can laugh now. Like, uh, <laughs> Okay. I... My kids, okay. My daughter, I told this story before, but my, I, I took my daughter's bike and my daughter was about uh, eight or nine, maybe, was she? Um, five, five or six years ago. And I took my daughter's bike and it was really small. And I'm five foot nine, so I got on this pink <laughs> kid's bike. And I, we, we, my, my, me and my wife only had one car at the time. So we have two cars now because of sobriety. And uh, I remember getting, my wife went to work and I thought, I need to go down to the shop slash store for all you Americans. And I remember saying to myself, in my uh, addictive head, I go on this bike and I go down to the store and I will buy a crate of beer. And I took this fucking school bag on this pink bike <laughs> and pedaled like a madman where I live, took a shortcut, laughing my head off, thinking to myself, this is a really good idea. I go into the shop and I, put, I get the crate of beer and I put it into a bag and I put it onto my back and it weighed a ton. And I go onto my the wee, the wee pink bike and I'm trying to pedal back up to the house, which is uphill now. And this, this sweat's lashing off me. And I said to myself, yeah, this is a really good idea. And I get in the house and I knew that my wife would be home in a couple of hours. So the only thing that I could do was drink them really fast because then I'll not be in trouble. You know, I'm not getting in trouble. I just drank them really, really quick. So I drank all these beers, got drunk. She comes home. It's World War Three, And uh, I thought it was a good idea, you know, like, and if you said to me now, Can, do you like to go onto your kid's bike? Yeah, because it's fun. But would you like to get a beer? No, because that was, that was the thing that was really, really stupid. And whenever I go think of my kids now, me and my kids always have had fun. It's funny whenever we talk like this because it makes me like really think about why things were. I always had fun with my kids, but I never give my kids enough time. And alcohol stole that from me because I was, it wasn't during the drinking because my kid, I would have done everything with my kids during that day. And then whenever my kids went to bed, that was never I was on it. I mean, Joy would have had a drink with me and I just drank, 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 drank. And I was just totally out of it. I had to go up the next day and I didn't, I didn't go to football. I didn't, you know, take them to a club or, you know, just go for a walk with the dog, like I was saying earlier. I missed all that because for hours and hours on end, I was so sick that I just lay in bed the whole time. Mm. And that maybe led into the next day. And then I felt really guilty. And then I went, oh, I'll just have a drink again because, you know, I'm just the worst parent ever. And I look back on it and I went, I wasn't the worst parent ever. I just had this really bad habit that I needed to kick and with you people and I have to give you I really do have to um, give you like so much credit because it isn't about just one individual it's not just about me or you know I need a group of people to realize you know I see I see certain people that are starting over again and they feel as if they have nothing to offer but my eating habits was really bad. And I could maybe, there could be somebody starting off and their eating habits is really good. It's just they happen to have an addictive uh, pattern with alcohol. But they could be really inspirational to me because they could show me something of their side that's really, really good. So even whenever you're starting off at week one, week two, or you're coming up towards two years like me, you know, there's always, there's always somebody out there. There's going to be somebody that comes into IAS. I am sober or somebody's going to come onto one of these podcasts and say something that will just blow everybody's mind and they'll say, wow, I really resonate with that. That's why I like doing these. And whenever I, like, I really, like everybody knows that I'm going to go to Florida. And I, like, if I meet you three, I will be so ecstatic. And that is a lifestyle choice. You know why? Because my life has changed. It has changed. And there is little things that change and there's like massive, massive changes in my life. But it's all, I always say, all the little things all add up to one big thing. And 
I haven't met anybody of um, IAS or anything like that yet. I haven't met anybody who's actually changed my life. So whenever I do, guess what? I won't be like, I won't be tears. I won't be everybody crying. Well, you might, <laughs> you never know. But um, uh, I will, it will be so much fun because I'll get lots of hugs and like, there'll be lots of people, you know, there's going to be thousands there meeting me. You know, it's going to be... <laughs> Oh my God! Here he goes, Dad. Yes, Governor DeSantis is working on it now, isn't he, Braggs? It's not thousands. We've got the ticket parade. parade's been organised as we speak. Don't worry. You're making it kind of hard for me to defend you. Hello. (laughs) It's all right, listeners. For those of you who don't know, these guys are like brother and sister and they go for it to tat. And me and Leslie and the rest of the people in the group just (laughs) Leslie's Leslie's the the smart one in the group. She just, she'll sort us all out. I just sit back and just put the arms up. Here they go. But this is what it's about. And and Lilo and I, you and I did a podcast, didn't we, about, about, just having fun and humility and laughter, and it doesn't have to be heavy. It's heavy when you first start out. It's super heavy. It's scary, and you don't feel great, and you really – and as I said, once you start to feel better, it's really weird because I wake up one day and went, wow, I feel unbelievably really, really good, and I would wake up in the morning anyway feeling good, but this was like something weird. It was like I'd taken a drug that I felt so good, and I remember thinking – is this normal? <laughs> it's been so long that I felt organically clean and normal. I mean, I've been drinking for 40 years. What a, what a difference that makes. And then, like Lilo said, I've just done another podcast on cross addiction. Yes, people, it's out there, the eating habits and the weight. But I uh-huh. would still take sobriety over everything. Yeah, We day. actually are in the process right now of really encouraging each other with the second round of an addiction being food <laughs> and sugar. And um, yeah, because I know we've talked about this, Deb, and I've talked about it a lot to both yeah. and Leslie that I, uh, you know, I never will do those before and after pictures because I look so much worse now than Same. I did before. You know, 50 pounds, is, I can't, it's just, it's crazy. You say that, but the thing is you look healthier. I bet. I've looked at photos too and gone, yeah, but your skin's clearer, your hair's better, shinier. Trust me, your eyes are brighter. My so, eyes are brighter. I'll give you my eyes, but that's about it. Like I have teenage acne. Hey, girlfriend, stop it now. <laughs> I've seen her in person, people. She looks fabulous. Oh. And you're the, the epitome of health. No, it's true. I, you can see it. So we can work on that. Those things are in our <laughs> control, right? They are in yes, our control. And, and we're helping each other now. We're we actually are. Really encouraging each other to stay on and track. And then I'll... Then I'll get on to the third cross addiction. Yes. Oh, God, please don't tell me because I don't know what it is and I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't no. want to see it transfer into something else. No, let it be done. Let it be done. So, yeah, so for the people out there, as I said, guys, what we've got to do is we've got to, you know, just do little things. I think that the thing is to do it one by one. I can't do everything at once at the moment. I get too overwhelmed. So now, like you said, first year was all about not drinking. The second year is now about self-improvement and health. And the third year, I'll I'll come to Lilo when I get there. (laughs) I I don't quite know. I'm a bit overwhelmed by all this. I've got to do the weight thing again. This is the fourth time that I have to now get my act together. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. Not as you get older. So we understand, people, it is hard. Sorry, Lilo. Us four, I mean, like we are, we're, we're, we're at different stages, but I mean, think of the amount of sober days we've had together. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't forget the days that even one day that I didn't drink was a win for me and my early. So Absolutely. to get, yeah. to, to get That's- to where I am. Mate, that first day was the biggest win of my life. The first 24 hours when I woke up the next morning, I could not believe. I was that was the most proudest moment of my life. Day but, one. But whenever we whenever we're in a group, I think whenever you're in a group, um, it does keep you so accountable. And it does. Like my like my partner, she knows that. I would say the first six months and the, f- the first year 
Did she ever think I was going to go a year sober? No. She just thought, like, this is good for him. This is a good break for him. If he decides to drink again, fine. But, you know, it's a good, it's a good break. Because she just thought, like, she's known me since 1999. So that was, like, 20-something years of putting up with this guy. And I remember whenever, I remember whenever she went out and she came home and she was like totally legless and she never, she, very rarely does my wife come home in that state. And I remember picking her up from the train station and getting her home. And I said this here before as well, but uh, I just want to repeat it because it meant so much to me personally. So whenever she got the next day and she was apologizing for, you know, being like being so um, sick. I actually turned around and apologized to her because um, I said, no, I said, look, um, it's okay that you very rarely do this and that you had to put me doing this here for a, a very, very long time. And I don't know if that was, that was one way of forgiving myself. And I know I think different from other people. I know I'm kind of, you know, I do, I have time to think about things that, you know, I'll, I'll let dust settle. I'm very good at that. And I don't really like going to bed in an argument and stuff like that there. <laughs> I have an argument with my wife the next morning. I can't even remember what it was anyway. So it's just better <laughs> off. It's better off just leaving me to it. You know, give me half an hour and I, I crawl back. So, but, um, <laughs> but now, now it's got to the stage where, you know, coming up to that second year, um, I've noticed a change. Like in our partners, they have to they, they have to go through a change as well, whether they like it or not. Because this is our decision to we, we we well, unless you spring it on them, you just say you know they just turn around and say here I'm going to get sober now, and then all of a sudden like you know, they're just they're in on the ride as well, whether they like it or not, you know. And then they're it's like so okay. True. It is and then like so they they don't know should I drink tonight or will I not or will I hide it or will I you know put it away somewhere will I take will I take my partner out for something to eat or will it, no it, it freaks them out and I've had so many conversations with my missus about it and as I said like the last year it just the mind boggles for me because I have found just uh, clarity and um, I know what I want I know what I want now far more clear than I ever did and that's down to getting sober and then for like there's going to be many people listening to this and they'll say like okay you know, this, is some, this is a guy coming up to two years I bounced around and then first two weeks for so long like I was I left IAS and then I came back um, I thought I can't do this I just I just couldn't I thought to myself how, the, how do you do this and I listened to loads of other people. I got involved. I watched lots of things on YouTube. I read books. I just threw myself into it. But I guess the one thing that always stuck with me was I, want, I knew deep inside I wanted to be sober. So now that I'm sober, it's, maintain, it's maintaining my sobriety. And I, f I just hope that whoever listens to this knows with real hope that it's getting so much easier for me because, as I said at the start of this um, uh, lifestyle choice, alcohol was my number one thing. It was top of the list. It, that just, it sat at the very top. No matter what I was doing, if I was going to a wedding, a birthday, Christmas, Easter, summer holidays, if I went to the cinema, I remember going to the cinema and bringing a bottle of vodka and putting it in Coke, and coming out of Lord of the Rings, which is three hours long, and coming out absolutely hammered and slating the whole film. That was absolutely shit because I was blocked. I was drunk as fuck coming out of that cinema. And I think back and I'm like, Jesus, what the hell was I, you know, what was I doing? You know, I just, I can't believe the, the difference that, that, that it is now. So now then alcohol sort of went from one down to two. You know, I put my wife and kids under number one and alcohol down to three and four and five. And you just keep on pushing it further and further away. And then all these other things that come into your life, they matter more. And the more things that matter than alcohol, the easier it is. So the more things that you add into your day-to-day -day, um, thing, like everybody has to work and work sucks. Who can be bothered working? I don't want to work forever, but I have to do it. So that's, you that's really kind of, don't work that much. 
I mean, yeah, I was going to say work. Work. We can tell the listeners right now. This man spends more time on apps and Telegram and communicating with everybody oh. else. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm just on a break. Is his favourite line? Breaks go oh. for eight hours, apparently. That was me. I was being so polite. <laughs> Sorry. I Sorry. I knew this couldn't be Well, up. and I don't think you're necessarily on the app. You don't have any uh, other social media, do you? I don't know. Is this no, I, we, can, we can cut this out. No, I don't. Um, I, no, I used to have, I have Facebook, but I, I don't use it anymore. Um, I, I just have it for my kids' photographs. I, have, I, I don't think I've posted on. I think my wife puts on more things and it pops up on my phone and it says, you, it says something like you've been here and you've been you've been my, tagged yeah yeah so I haven't been on there for years um I don't do any, anything else I just have my wee super lawyer group that I love and um IAS is still uh I don't I don't count my days anymore it's amazing uh yeah I'm just awesome really Hey, Lee, uh, I just want to point out, like, do you see my halo? I didn't <laughs> see anything. Yeah. Yes, I didn't I'm impressed. Anything. I'm the better friend. Oh. <laughs> I know, but I know whenever this year gets Lovely. Caught, we will definitely <laughs> have to say when this is finished. Oh, oh, no. Oh, I'm scared. See, people, see what happens, people? It's like the dog squad. you got your pecking order now in the groups. This will happen to you next year when you have all these friends. You won't know who's your bestie because they all will be, right? But it's, but it's really, really cool. But, you know, <laughs> it is really cool because we can have a laugh. We we do genuine, genuinely every day have a laugh. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, That's the point. <laughs> That's the whole point. I never, I never even thought it possible. I didn't think it was possible for me to, you know, <laughs> have have friends like you um, who uh, make me laugh just as really much. Really incredible friends. And I'm sorry, what was that? That was really incredible friends. Oh, they, they make you all that you are. Oh, please repeat. So please repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that people can't see, but I think that Tracy has a creak in her neck. You know, I think there's something wrong. So, uh, yeah, that's no, it's, it's really, really it's cool. Sunburn. It's called sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> you better, hey, just remember you're coming to Florida. I'd really be careful. Oh. <laughs> well, just remember. I'm you can actually do no wrong. You can really do no wrong, honestly. No, and look, I'm I, so lucky. <laughs> yeah, we do have to give give Lilo a bit of credit because he is in a group with a whole lot of women, and we do have another bloke drifter who um, is also with us, but he steps in and out as he does. So you do cop a lot from us. I'll give you that, but you handle it. So it's a good yeah. thing. And it keeps us going. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you got to banter. It keeps you going. It just does. I mean, it's serious enough. And I think about this. I grew up with my stepdad never drank. And now every time I think about all the parties mm. we had at our house, all the functions growing up, and my dad was the only person who didn't drink alcohol. So I try and channel him now and think, okay, and I remember. And he'd laugh and he'd have this belly laugh. And I used to think, boy, and he'd be up there at the end of the night with my uncle Ian who's got this really big belly that he'd pat and he'd say, oh, it's all paid for. And daddy'd be sitting there listening to his drunken stories. And that man had the patience of an ox. But I'm going to say this, your partners love you to death because I don't know about you, but if I had been me, I wouldn't have put up with me. My husband was a saint. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. And so now I feel you get all that guilt too that you've got to work out. Like, those times when I really wasn't my finest. And unfortunately, that's a really bad side that I've got. And just, it was, oh, you know, the pent up and there's just that, that's not good. Peoples, <laughs> now we can pause and our moods are a lot, you know, they're getting there. My moods have balanced out a lot more. It was really hard. I think around the six, seven month, but then it does settle. You're all over the place in the first 12 months. You're a roller coaster, I reckon, because it's all unfolding, right? Depending on how long you've drunk. That's why I said to you, Lilo, two years for me on pause. <laughs> Definitely. You know, I'm, I'm that weird, like, uh, person that just, I, I just feel like you, so often, like, my, my, my reactions to things are so different. Like, to be honest with you, my house is less organized. 
Uh, it's less chaotic because I would wake up after having my two glasses of wine and then realize, oh, shit, I, I fell asleep. And, and then I'd run around the house and I'd pick this up and pick that up and I'd put everything away. And I was like, I was like a little like, like a little road runner all over the place. Like, fix it, fix it, fix it, put it together, put it together. And now I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm good. I'm sober. I'm all right. I'm happy. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go up to bed now. I'm all set. You know, but so I, it's weird because like, I feel like I was more on my game when I was, and it was, and what it was, was the guilt, the guilt that I felt that I hadn't done what I said I was going to do because he would tell me, no, we're not drinking today. We're not drinking today. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. We're not drinking today. Uh, and then I would do it anyway um, and then hide it. And then just try to like make up for it. Like, oh no, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't drinking. Look at all the stuff that's done, you know? So for me, it was like a cover up. Um, so I'm, you know, so I'm kind of struggling with that right now. Cause he kind of looks at me like, uh, what's happening here in the house? Like what, <laughs> why, why is the magical stuff not happening anymore? Um, so that's an adjustment for me in a weird opposite realm, you know, I guess. But it's good because it means you're more relaxed and things can wait. You know what it is? One word, overcompensating. I used to do it all the time. The washing's done, the beds are done, the housework's done. I'm going to sit down and, boy, I can get to that bottle. The faster I could get that shit done, baby, the quicker my ass was in that chair. And let me tell you, the housework was really quick. Dusting, doesn't matter. Washing's done, beds are made, we're good. Seriously, it just took, and we all did it, you know, it, because we were fully functioning. It overcompensated. It hit everything. I hid behind my career for so long when I look back. And like Lilo said, the things you realize afterward, looking back, all those things that I was kidding myself now, I'm checking back in and saying, I know, I know. Yep, that was, and I'm going back further and further. Because someone said, when did you first realize that you had a, basically a, an issue? And I'm just going back further and further. It's kind of scary. I think everybody's relationships here is um, a lot better too. Yeah. Everybody, you know, if we all ask each other, like my relationship mm. is, um, you send home because you don't know. <laughs> no, mine is, no, I'm Yours saying, is definitely mm, better. No, mine, because my patient, my husband was the, not an, I don't want to say, well, enabler, yeah. We go to Costco, we get my 14 bottles of Pinot or whatever it was, and that was for the, you know, the week, two bottles a day. That was that was me, done and dusted, no more, no less. A couple of bits of spirits in there if I felt like it. And, yeah, so, and I used to say to him, why are you letting me do this? I had a big fight with him about it, and he said, do you think I can stop you drinking? You know, he was fair income, and he was right. No one can stop you. Mm. And... It's just um, when you do realise, you know, and things are so much better, everything improves, just everything. And it gets back to that episode I did, you know, the 20 things in 30 days. It's episode 81 on Sobertown. And, um, yeah, guys, if you're thinking and you want to want to quit, go on there, check out episode 81. There's 20 things that happen in 30 days that are a benefit in sobriety. That's a lot. Yeah. So, all right, guys, before we wind this up, does anybody want to give anyone any tips or advice out there on – just, it's okay. You're going to be fine, guys. No need to strap in. We're all good. And we're all a lot more relaxed. The anxiety's gone. A lot of that tension. You're going to have normal life stress. That's just going to happen, right? But boy, are we dealing with it a lot different now. And it, nothing's, everything used to be so over-dramatized. I can't stand drama now. It's like, just keep it simple, stupid, you know. I think if I could. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go on. Go on. Um, I think if I could say anything real quick, it would be. <laughs> it would be such an ass. <laughs> yes, my Leslie darling. Remember who's good to you. Yeah, go yes. ahead. So my best yeah. friends. So, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> you guys. Um, <laughs> that makes what I'm going to say even funnier. Um, <laughs> I, my advice would be to just uh, get involved with people. Community is is has been key for me. Like having these friendships. Um, I actually told one of my daughters, I was like, is it possible to meet your best friend online? Because <laughs> like I, people meet their spouses online. So like, I feel like I've met my best friends online and um, it's really, it's just amazing to have that camaraderie, to be able to goof off, to have someone who completely understands what you're going through 
So yeah, for anyone listening, who's new, new to sobriety, I would say join a community, whether it's IAS or um, whatever it is, AA meetings, whatever. And um, yeah, it's a light, it's a game changer because you're not alone. Beautiful. That's exactly right. And that's why I do all the Zooms. That's the one thing that's kept me and you guys connection. Otherwise, I'd still be sitting here drinking alone. What about you guys? Lilo, I think it's time for your phrase. That's what I think. Your famous. Uh, yeah. Your, your always, words of advice. It's a good one. I know really it is. It is. Yeah. I always say, um, don't take your life too serious, but take your sobriety serious. And that has really, really been a highlight for me, um, especially like I have went through so whenever I look back and like I'm not just talking about me, like um, I'm talking about all of us here. If we go back like a couple of years, some of the drama, some of the drama and some of the things that we've had to go through in our real life has been like there is life and death. And we all stick together and there's been loss and there's been tragedy and there's been real hope. There's been things that have happened to our kids that are just miraculous. And, you know, through all of that, we were going through a pandemic and nobody knew what way the world was going to be. And the one thing that I know now is like I have more patience and I know that I have more clarity. And I know that I'm stubborn, but um, the one thing that I would say is if something's not in your control, so say a boss at work or if something on the news lately, like I don't want to get into politics the way the world is because that's a totally different thing. But if you're watching that media thing all the time and you're not in control of that, and you, it's okay to worry, but why stress yourself so much that the negative thing that comes off the TV or the radio or um, your work, work is work. You just go and do it. You're just a number. You just, you just go in. You do. I like to do my job to the best of my ability, but at the same time, it's got to the stage now where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in. I'll do my shift and I'll come home. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's not, it's not in my control. If my hospital live work gets closed down, eh, I'll go on to a different one. But back then, whenever I first started here, I worried about so much. And it was, it was, it was really out of my hands. It's out of my control. The one thing that you do get whenever you stop drinking is you gain your own self-respect and you get, right. you get control back of your life. And every single thing, it's like a domino effect. You, you know, you can go one well you can go two ways you can you can sink further down and keep drinking and thinking that everything's going to work out okay and then you get you know into that addictive nature and everything just gets fucked up you make so many poor choices and so many bad choices and whenever you whenever you get control of your your life you just you realize that you make so many good choices for everybody and everybody gains every, every single person around me has gained from me not drinking anymore and it's been absolutely amazing Rags, do you want to add to that what would you say um, before we say goodbye i think just to to reiterate the whole reason we're here uh the whole point of why we wanted to talk about this today is just have a good time this is the greatest time of your life and it starts now it's, it's not too late. It's not like, it's like Scrooge and you wake up, oh my gosh, it's, it's Christmas morning and I didn't miss it. You know, like you didn't, you didn't miss it. You know, you're, you're here, your life is going to keep going and it's just going to keep getting better. As long as you believe that, as long as your mindset stays good, do whatever feels right. And, um, you know, surround yourself with people like you guys, truly. Uh, that's everything to me it's, and knowing that I don't have to take myself seriously and it's fun not to take myself seriously and to laugh at myself and even laugh at the, the weight gain and laugh at the whatever, you know, laugh at, laugh at what's coming at me. I I'm shocked at my ability to stay calm, even in like arguments with my husband, um, disagreements, but I'm, I'm just kind of like, yeah, 
I'm calm. Like it's weird because I, it, I, it's almost like an out of body experience because I, I, I look at myself now and I go, wow, I'm really in control of that. That's awesome. Like I feel very empowered. And when I have a good time and when I'm la- laughter is the key to everything for me. And it, even in marriages and, ch- you know, with your kids, when you laugh and you joke and you're lighthearted, you know, that's everything. I remember, I remember Lee, you telling me um, that I was, I was skipping down the road with uh, Luke to class, to, to school one day. And one of the one of the neighbors rolled down the window and said, I just love seeing you walk to school because you're just, you're having so much fun. You're just, you just have a good time. And I'm like, you're right. I said, thank you so much. That means so much to me because I am having a good time. And I, and I do love walk. I mean, just walking my son to school is a joy. You know, it's, it's, it's such a privilege. It's such an honor. It's such a, you know, like you only get one chance to, to make it all a good life. And I, I'm just so grateful that I have this chance because I'm going to kill it. You know what? And you just said it. We get to now. We get to do things. Before, like I've got a wedding next week and normally I'd be like, oh, God, this is going to, you know, everyone's going to be pissed and there I am. And I'm actually really looking forward to it. I don't care. I'm going to get up. I'm going to dance sober. And um, it's a gay wedding, so it's going to be great anyway. It's going to be lots of tinsel and glitter and I've got my sparkles and I'm going to be going and and it's (laughs) going to be great. Don't worry about it, you know. That's what you got to do. And if you look forward to it and you embrace it and you stay positive in any aspect of your life, it is hard not to be contagious and want to be around those people. Like I've got, you know, people say, why are you always so happy? And I'm like, well, I'm not, number one. But what is the point? Make the most. And I try and make the most of the days now. And someone said something very important to me once, and I love this saying. They said, I'd rather be remembered for the way I made people feel rather than what I said. That's what I want to do. If I say that, no, no, there's something about Deb. She just makes me feel good. Then bingo, I've done it. Doesn't matter what it it. is. You've done it. Congrats. (laughs) Because that is how you make us feel. You always do. You You know, and it's important because I know how the feeling I get. And there's very few people who can actually motivate and stimulate me. So when I... When I meet them, I grab onto them. It's I call it my top five percent club, but you know that's that's a whole that's a whole another different ball game. Did so we the, did we make the the cut? You did. did we? I were just just almost almost snuck by. No, 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 baby, don't worry about it. You're there with bells on. <laughs> All right. So I just want to thank you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we will do more of this because we want to talk to you guys out there because we've been there, and there's so much experience with these guys. Please. Just think about where we are now because the four of us weren't here, you know, going back 18 months, two years ago. We were in a much different place. And it doesn't matter how you got here. What you need to know is there is help, okay? There is help. We are here. As I said, get on I Am Sober. You can get on the Zooms. You can rewire your brains. We even have those where we do different subjects and it's like a whole soul makeover. And you'll just you really will. You'll be a completely new person and you'll love your life. So I just want to say goodbye. I want to thank you all. Rags, would you like to say goodbye, doll? Thank you so much for having me. I love being here. And anytime you want to have a combo, count me in. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, guys. I love Le- all four of you. <laughs> Leslie, it's thank so you good so to much, see you. Debs. You are amazing. And I am so thankful that I know you. And it's just an honor to be asked to to share my experience here. So thank you so much. Oh, I love it. I'm, I feel the honored one. And oh God. And then, then the leprechaun from Ireland, he pops dun, in dun, unexpected. Dun, dun, dun. Here he is now. Now. How do you even follow that? I mean, like, you know, you just said, you set me up here. I have to follow this great advice. Save the here. best for last. No, that's Luke job. Luke does that. This is, this is the skill. I have no skill set. Maybe in year three, I will work on that and these ladies will be able to help me on my new skills. So, but no, ah, it's been, no help. It's been good no to help. be here. Yeah, well, I don't know, guys. Here's the thing, you know, we've got a couple of extra people that are coming into our group lately. There's a bloke called Ted. And for those of you out there, this Irishman <laughs> is a bloke that just loves to do impressions so you never know who's going to pop up in our group. That is called sobriety fun, people. Sobriety fun. Anyway, all right, guys, what I'm going to say is pull the poison down the sink. This is King13. Thank you for joining us. I will talk to you again soon, and it has been an absolute pleasure, and I love you all to the moon and back.
Bye. See you next time, guys. You know, listeners, it's a funny thing. Kids say the darnest things, don't they? And they're so, so honest. Well, just check out this young man and what he had to say with his mom that was just on the podcast with me, Rags. It hits home. So I realized I had to stop feeling sorry for myself. I got stuck in these, oh, poor Tracy. She's the only one that can't drink. Oh, everyone gets to drink but me. It's a Friday night. I don't get to go. Or I, if I do go, I have to watch everybody. I have to sit up my pole and serve everyone drinks that I love and I don't get them. Like, And I would just end up feeling so pitiful for myself, so sorry for myself. And then I started to realize, like, why am I feeling sorry for myself? This is not a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's something that's good for me, you know? And then Luke said something to me, and it just opened my eyes. And I just wanted to share um, what he thought with you. Think of it as a gift that you can't drink alcohol, and you're on sober at least. Because not many people have the guts, more courage to be able to not do alcohol. And like, because it's a really thing, big thing that a lot of people like to do. And if you don't do it, it's like you should be proud because you are like a leader, right? Yeah. Like you are a leader. Shut down words. And you you said it perfectly, sweetheart. That is so sweet. And, and, and actually, that means more to me than anything I've heard in my entire sobriety journey. And to think that that came from this precious nine-year-old that I Is nine years love. sober? Yes, nine years sober, he claims. <laughs> and he is proud of that. So anyway, I just wanted to share that little tidbit with you because it meant so much to me. That's like a little hug from my heart, Lukey. Thank you.